baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Think Pink today. We are giving away more Pink tickets, two tickets to see Pink. That concert just announced yesterday, this October, at XL Energy Center. And it's a pretty easy game to play when you hear the sounder uh, asking you to call. We'll take three contestants right in order, and I read some lyrics. All you got to say, is it Pink or is it not? Are those lyrics from Pink or from another maybe color-coded group. And if you don't know, you know, you can guess, it's even 50, if you want to see the show. That's right, yes. Fl- coin flip, mm-hmm. but we just like to have some fun. We had great contestants yesterday, including one who was mad because she accidentally swore. Yeah. You can't swear Not on in the, the air. air, but yeah, uh, you can't can, don't swear. swear to David either in the screener. Yeah, you can't because, do that. Because uh, you won't get on then. You won't get on. But that's that right. person, we didn't block that person. No, she can try, she can again, try again today. Right Absolutely. Well, the Wolves in action last night. Uh, one of the big stories is that Carl Anthony Towns scored a career-high 62 points. He had 44 in the first half and finished with a whopping 62. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the Wolves lost that game, 128 to 125. They went cold, only scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. Um <laughs> Adam, how should Wolves fans react to a historic lo- performance with an uh, an L in the standings? Uh, the historic performance uh, doesn't mean anything in team sports. Uh, it's nice to get your name in the record books, but that was a grotesque loss last night. Uh, Charlotte, one of the worst teams in the league. Wolves had an 18-point lead uh, halfway through the final half. Um, uh, I think that was with eight seconds left in the third quarter. Eight seconds left in the third they had quarter, an 18 right? Eighteen point lead, yeah. And they blew it. They lose to Charlotte, and it's because, you know, players get hot, and certainly Carl Anthony Towns was unconscious in the first half, hitting three pointers. But then it becomes, let's get him points. And Joel Embiid, who he has competed with his whole life uh, in Philadelphia last night, gets seventy points. So he's probably he's I'm sure that's somebody has told him about that and he's thinking about that and is uh yeah no there's 60 and he was hunting points at the end as uh um, Chris Finch called it Chris Finch not happy and rightly so uh, it consumes it consumed the team you're still playing a team sport and yes I I, I don't fault Carl Anthony Towns saying look I got 62 points man I got to have a huge night here keep going but at some point you still have to remember this is a team sport and that was lost, and really a, an embarrassing loss last night for the Timberwolves. They have to get b- back to uh, playing better defensive basketball. And But we should be mad. We can't just say, oh, yeah, so what? You know, the Wolves are a lot better than they usually are. It's just a little hiccup. No, you you got to demand better. Well, and the identity of this team that has been leading the West for most of the year has been defense. defense. So let's not get tied up in somebody who goes, you know, Correct. hits eight for eight from the three-point range. Right let's go play some defense. Yep. Yeah. Defense. Defense. The craze for those Stanley stainless steel drinking cups has reached a new level this week. A woman has been arrested, accused of stealing 65 of those famous Stanley cups worth more than 
$2,500 from a store in California. Uh, staff saw the woman taking a full shopping cart of wa- a water bottle without paying for them. She refused to stop when staff confronted her about the stolen merchandise, uh, proceeded to load it in her car. An officer spotted the vehicle, and the 23-year-old has been arrested for grand theft. Jordana. Stop it, America. <laughs> Stop it. It's a water bottle. You, everybody needs to get over it. And by the way, I looked up. Uh, it's not just grand theft. It's grand larceny. If someone steals property valued at more than $950 in California, each state is different. But in California, it's grand larceny. So I think that's a felony. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this normally goes to like stealing a car, something very expensive. Water, Stanley water bottles is was what these people are stealing. Everybody needs to chill out it's a what it's a water bottle it's the same as a plastic cup one that i'm using here that the sheriff's department sent me stop it i mean and this woman it's my understanding she loaded up her cart and then just walked out of the store like we're talking about shoplifting with no regard not even try to hide her shoplifting went out with the cart that's a lot of places now you can just walk Mm -hmm. out of a store Mm -hmm. because they they don't want to step in uh, over fear of violence or something else happening but Stop it with these water bottles. Well, they are a status symbol. At totally. This point. But Stop it. we talked about it last week on the show when you were gone about how a mother uh, bought her daughter like a Walmart tumbler and her daughter was shamed at school. Oh, my God. And it was like, and that was the argument. It's like, do I spend 30 or how much are these things? I don't know, 30, 40 bucks? Yeah, they are. Spending that just to avoid my daughter having being shamed. And like the parent in me says, yes. I guess you don't I know want your we, kid to be right. shamed. I was shamed for the Kmart shorts, so I get it. It's yes. stuck with me to this day. We brought that up. It was a great topic yes. last week. What? Yes. Mine was my coast-to-coast BMX bike. Yes. My friends were driving like really or riding really expensive mm-hmm. BMX bikes, but or yeah. like we couldn't get Keds. Keds were too expensive yes. as sneakers, so we just had the plain white ones from Bradley's. Yeah. You don't have Bradley's here, but it was like a Kmart. Yeah, Kmart. Yeah. Kmart. Zip. Yeah. Yep. Shoot. So yeah, you're right, and I remember feeling bad about all that stuff when I was a kid. And I but feel my, bad for my kids when they don't have what they want. And that's the it's the trap of, of American consumerism. Yes, agreed. And this woman, honestly, she should be made an yeah, example of. this is a of. crime. I mean, this this is, is a crime. And it's not just the consumerism. Then it's the blatant shoplifting. But everybody needs to, to chill out. New details this week about nearly $150 million in one-time state funding that will go towards improving Minnesota's public lands, fisheries, campsites, boat launches, and more. This according to new spending unveiled by the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. The largest share of that funding, $60 million, will go towards enhancing fisheries and fishing infrastructure. Adam, As an avid Minnesota angler, Mm -hmm. what would you most like to see improved in the world of Minnesota fishing? Oh, man. Um, Better uh, access to lakes. uh, That's part of it. Um, Just better science into how um, the change of our climate, and I know people are going to roll their eyes when I say climate change, but it is undeniable that it is affecting Minnesota fishing. And especially with our main attraction, fish, that would be the walleye. So better research into how we combat that. We talked last week about dropping the possession limit uh, from six to four, which is being discussed. I'm all for that. And so, yet the money should be used and improve access to people to allow them to go fishing. 
whichever way. I'm not smart enough to figure out how to spend each dollar that way, but those are my concerns as somebody who enjoys the outdoors. Well, I hope people are listening. Yeah. Those are good concerns and valid concerns. Mm-hmm. And if it helps bring money to Minnesota, we need to figure it out. Yeah. Right? People come tourist fishing here. Like people come yes. here to oh, fish. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. On yeah. the lakes. Yeah. Applebee's sold out of their highly coveted $200 date night passes in about 30 seconds yesterday. The pass sold exclusively online gets consumers $30 off more than 50 meals at any Applebee's location throughout the year. Applebee's posted on their website saying, due to popular demand, Applebee's date night pass has sold out. Remember that Applebee's is always a great destination for a date night. Adam? I mean, Jordana, I just looked at Jordana and said, Adam, uh, Jordana, do you concur that Applebee's is always a great destination for a date night? I feel ill-equipped to be able to talk about Applebee's because if I have ever been to an Applebee's, it was when my children were very little. I think there's one in Eden Prairie, or at least there used to be. And it was one, it was when they were very little and when they must have had like a kids eat free kind of night. I don't know anything about Applebee's, but when I saw this story that you can buy a pass for how much is it, David? It's three, it's two hundred dollars. A two hundred dollar date night pass, and that means you get thirty dollars off of more than fifty meals at any Applebee's location, and that it's sold out in thirty seconds. I thought to myself, who would do this? Like, who wants to go to Applebee's fifty-two times? And then, boy, did I get the smackdown in the morning meeting. How dare you speak ill of Applebee's eating good in the neighborhood? I was so wrong. So I can't remember the last time I was at an Applebee's. This does seem like a good deal. You pay $200 and you get $30 off if you, I mean, 30, you know, 52 meals. That's a lot. But what is so interesting about it's Applebee's? Safe. It's the Kevin Hart of restaurants. As we established, you know what you're going to get when you go there. They have, and but they've also, they haven't just rested on their laurels saying that this is what, they've improved their menu over the years. It's safe. It's family friendly for both kids and parents. It's a place where a dad can go have a beer and a burger while the kids are having grilled cheese. Is Applebee's the perfect date night? Well, again, they call it date night. It's not for the kids. Well, it is for the kids, but they're using this as a date pass. Is Applebee's, convince me that Applebee's is the perfect date night. And also, somebody in St. Louis Park, tell me where there's an Applebee's, because I'll have to find a location to actually experience this. 651-461-9226. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Yeah, somebody just checked, just texted in. This is Walker Hayes, Applebee's date night song. Now, I don't think of Applebee's as a date spot. I think of it as a family restaurant. I can't tell you how many Applebee's dinners I've had in my life. Most of them finishing off the grilled cheese that my daughters, you know, they didn't eat the crust, so Adam Carb loaded on the crusts of grilled cheese. And I will say Applebee's. Tremendous growth. So Dave Harrigan has joined us in the studio because he was one of the many victims of Applebee's that did not get (laughs) the pass. Some people wait online for Taylor Swift, (laughs) others for Applebee's. He's refreshing and refreshing. He's in the queue. 
He's waiting and waiting and finally gets denied. Mm-hmm. By, Dave, how did you hear about the Applebee's date night pass? I think Carol Levin is the one who did a story on it. It must have been over the weekend, and somebody had shared it on Facebook on Sunday, and I said, mm-hmm. this is for me. So this is for me. are you an Applebee's regular? I haven't been to Applebee's in years. But you thought this is a good deal. I said this is a very good deal. Looked at the menu to refresh myself. <laughs> right. Let's see. All right. So they got Ooh. burgers and steaks. But Buff, got, wa- boneless wings. They've got Ooh, a little like fish that. option. They've okay. got some little shrimp bowl kind of thing. Yeah. So okay. I can get along with this. And, you know, I'd spent plenty of, uh, in my younger days, date nights there. Okay. I mean, half price apps after nine was at least what that's what used to be the deal. Oreo shake? I probably had an Oreo shake or okay. two. Yeah. Okay. And... Once again, but you were denied. Were you very disappointed? Did you send an angrily worded letter? No. No, I didn't care that much. Oh, okay. Uh, But, yeah, I got – I was refreshing right at 11 o'clock, and I knew this was going to be quick. And so I hit the hit the refresh. Boom! There's the button. So clicked on it. You got to put in your name and an email, uh-huh. and you're in the queue. It tells you, you know, after the you get the spinning wheel for a little while. All right, you've got uh, seven minutes of mm-hmm. wait time. And at that point, I said, mm, "I'm not feeling good about this." Not feeling good in the neighborhood? No, it's not feeling good in the neighborhood. And it turns out I won't be eating good in the neighborhood no. either. Because after about 45 seconds, they said sold out. Oh. See ya. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Now, let me ask you this. If if you've got a free night, the kids, uh, you know, you've you've arranged a babysitter and you say, Lindsay, we're going to Applebee's tonight. Is that does that pass muster? It would be okay because she really digs their boneless wings. Oh, they do a good boneless wing. They do do a good boneless wing. (laughs) So aren't boneless wings just chicken nuggets? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can call them a fancy thing and make it date night, but it's really kid food. Right. Well, the boneless wings are not merely – it's not merely kid food. Yeah, you throw the buffalo Delicious. sauce on them, no kid is going to touch them. Right. Well, Dave, I got judged this morning for not having been in an Applebee's And in what a did you say? Time. If somebody asked, took you on a date and said we're going to Applebee's, you'd have second thoughts. He said if, Mar- if you and Mark had met and he said let's meet at Applebee's for a date, I might have judged him a little bit. Because if oh. it was like a first date or a second date, I might want something a little more intimate and nice, not with someone's like kid – you know, fighting over the chicken nuggets and the Oreo shake next to me. Well, I think you can get a nice experience at Applebee's. Mm-hmm. They have a menu of wide varieties. They've got the full bar. It's yes. comfy. Uh, apparently, I have to revisit, and everybody safe. is texting yes. me. Why do you keep saying safe? What da- what restaurants are you going to that are dangerous? Safe? Mean, no, not safe that it's like, <laughs> well, I like a little adventure. I want some guy going to shoot me. No, I mean, it's safe. It's like, you know, what do you mean? It's comfort you, you're familiar. Food. It's oh, safe. Yeah. It's oh. a safe bet because you know what you're going to get. Same menu, yes. same preparation. Although I just looked up online and I am confirmed this now. And maybe this will be a, this might be something where conservatives will start really liking Applebee's because <laughs> they oh, refuse to cave into societal pressure. They're. What normally now is known as an Asian salad is still an Oriental salad at, at Applebee's. Stop it. Now about we're going to start night. a controversy now. Is that, and I'm not the cancel culture guy, but is that still okay in 2024 to have an Oriental salad? Well, well Asian people have to decide that. Right. I'm yeah, no, I tell can't. us if that's offensive But I'm, I was surprised not. in seeing that, that yeah. it's still called the Oriental salad. Yes. And it's also about 1,700 calories, so watch it if you're I know. You're like, it's, it's a good salad, though. It really <laughs> is. But yeah, it's, it's not healthy. Someone says the chicken go. fajita roll-up. It's been a staple for 30 years on their menu. Try the chicken fajita roll-up. Uh, put that on the, on the note. I'm going to have to go check it out. Jordana, you're very out of touch with your audience. <laughs> 
Yes, thank you. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you, but everything is microwave there. I don't care. I microwave stuff all the time. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Really? Everything is microwave there? Okay, so, well, who no, knows? No, it's not. I'm going to have to, we're going to have to make a field Somebody trip. suggests we need to do a show at Applebee's. Let's do it. Can we do a show at Applebee's? Let's, we're taking all sponsors. I, I will and Do they still call their, the, the big beer the Brutus? The Brutus? The Brutus. I've got a couple Brutus. <laughs> B-R-E-W-T-U-S. <laughs> all right, so I guess, oh, see, when I think of uh, chain restaurants like that, like we used to love Champs. Champs doesn't Champs exist anymore. Yeah. But there's it doesn't. There's a whole lot of not, difference there. It's, oh, there's not. So it's like a Champs. We used to have Bennigan's. Do you have Bennigan's here? Used I think to. we did have Bennigan's. Yeah. Okay. There's still a Hulahan's in uh, Eden. I like Hulahan's. There's still one in Egan. Yep. I, there used to be one in Eden Prairie. And then Chili's. I liked Chili's. And does that still exist? Oh, yeah. There's yep. Chili's around. Okay. Uh, Outback Steakhouse is still very popular. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, uh, people hate on the chain restaurants. And I get it if you want to support local. I'm <laughs> into that. Yeah, local restaurants. But don't be hating on people for liking chain oh, restaurants. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. What about the Olive Garden? Does that still exist? Oh, exists. Yeah, very popular. Uh, very popular. Okay. I guess it's been a while. Yeah, maybe we just go to like Red local Lobster. places. Red Lobster. Red Lobster. Oh, give me some biscuits. Ch- Cheddar Bay biscuits. I've never been to Cheddar Bay. I've been to Cheddar Bay. Bay. I've fished Cheddar Bay many times. <laughs> I haven't done that. I haven't been to a You Red can Lobster. buy the mix in the grocery store now. Oh my God! Fantastic. Well, Dave, yeah, thank, thank you for, you for joining us. us, and I'm so sorry. Yeah, that we're you've bummed been for you. Thank you. I disappointed that. by Apple. Thoughts and prayers. I'll look out for next time they do it. Well, next time, tell all of us. We'll get on it. You can have it. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's get on it. Applebee's. We love you, Applebee's. Yeah. And we, I'm sure. Well, Tori about so Applebee's. I wonder. Going... If, uh, Tori's got a toddler. I'm sure her Apple Applebee's days are just starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a, again, it's a safe place to go with your family. Uh, the New Hampshire primary underway. What does it mean for Dean Phillips and Nikki Haley? That's the big questions. We'll get into that with Tori Vanute. Tuesdays with Tori from Axios next on CCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. She's a nasty, <laughs> nasty woman. I don't, why do I like doing that? I don't know. You got to do it with the hands, too. You know. And he's doing it with the hands. Yes, the accordion. Thank God for Tori, because yes. honestly, I don't want to watch what's happening in New Hampshire. I'm... See, I'm, I've totally flipped on this. I don't oh, know why really? I am so intrigued with the New Hampshire primary suddenly. I'm not that. I mean, I guess it's now down to Nikki and, and Donald. I'm a and, Granite State guy, you know? Yeah. I like New Hampshire. Like that, I've been there. It's beautiful. Lake Winnipesaukee is beautiful. But, Tori, thank God that you're watching this so I don't have to. So what's Tori's the from Vermont. Oh, lovely. So does Vermont New Hampshire, do they, like, hate each other? Is there a rivalry? No, no. We went over Vermont. I mean, New Hampshire had the Walmart. New Hampshire had no sales tax. Spent a lot of time. And I stood in a... Spent my childhood on Lake Winnipesaukee in the summer, so oh, it's really beautiful. Lovely up there, Love very there. beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so what is happening in New Hampshire? I I read or I was listening this morning that there's one uh, town in New Hampshire. They always vote first for tradition. There are six votes that were cast in the town, and they all went for Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Are you yeah. hearing anything exactly. early out of New Hampshire, and is that just an anomaly? 
Well, that's what we know. I mean, that's obviously a very small sample. I mm-hmm. think a lot of the polls show have shown, you know, President Trump, former President Trump with a lead. Um, but it really is kind of a, you know, a Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, as we know, has dropped out. So on the Republican side, it's kind of can Nikki Haley make a strong showing, kind of stay in the race, keep the momentum, or does uh, former President Trump effectively lock up the nomination uh, tonight? And you're seeing more and more Republicans um, kind of line up behind former President Trump and endorse him, perhaps a sign of the inevitability of him as the you know presumptive nominee. But anything can happen. You know, we'll see what happens with the, the turnout tonight in New Hampshire. That's the thing. I've, so I'm hearing, you know, if she's within like six percentage points of, of the former president that uh, it buoys her campaign. But, you know, I saw her, uh, Nora O'Donnell interviewed her this morning at CBS. And those are the it's so strange because it seems like, OK, if you lose significantly tonight or not by the margin you had hoped and they go to South Carolina, I mean, South, that's her home state. But Donald Trump is heavily mm-hmm. favored there. It's like, what is the path forward and it seems like there is no path, but that's kind of the frustration is like, why? It's like there are so many other states out there that should have a stay or a say, and it feels like this thing is just getting started and it could be over before it even starts. I mean, that, a lot of things can happen in the, in the you know, lead up to the conventions this summer, of course, but that is kind of one thing we've seen over the years, right? The early states really matter, and that's why there's been so much debate particularly on the Democrat side, uh, which we can talk about the local angle there if we want, about who should get to go first, right? Because there is an outsized impact often from these early states in terms of momentum. And some of it is an expectations game. You know, you were mentioning whatever the margin is, six points, eight points. It's almost less about exactly how much you get versus how much you were expected to get, right? (laughs) Right? Sometimes it, it comes down to that. Um, and so, you know, we will see Nikki Haley has gotten a lot of, we had this in Axios AM this morning, I believe, you know, she's gotten a lot of media coverage in the past couple of days, whether that translates to moving New Hampshire voters is to be seen, whether moving voters in her, her home state, kind of what happens from here. But there is, you know, there's a long, there's a long way, but it gets harder and harder. It gets harder to make the case for viability for your campaign. It can get harder for to get donations if you're not performing at or above expectations. Um, yeah, and the question for her is whether she can stick in it with a two-person race and how long, you know, as the field has really thinned quite a bit. What, what about uh, the options? That's what all eyes are really on there. Yeah. What about the options for Dean Phillips? He says if he gets 20%, which is a threshold he lowered from 40% of support in New Hampshire, that he that that was going to be a win for him. Do you think a that's uh, adequate? And um, I mean, does he have a path forward? The New Hampshire, the Democratic side is really interesting here to catch people up. President Biden is not actually on the ballot in New Hampshire because New Hampshire is bucking the, the calendar. Right. It's supposed to be South Carolina first on the Democrat side. Uh, and New Hampshire said, sorry, we want to be first in the nation. We're going anyway. Yeah, it's so their, the delegates it's their state law. Better. It's their state law that they yeah. have to be first. They didn't change it. Right. So uh, there's a dispute here over that. So President Biden is not even on the ballot here. Um, he His supporters are urging people to write in his campaign. 
there's like 20 candidates that are on the ballot, right, including our local congressman, Dean Phillips, who has really, really staked his viability of his long shot campaign to challenge President Biden for the Democratic nomination on New Hampshire. You know, he really does need to show, as we wrote this morning, a strong showing, meeting or beating expectations. As you mentioned, Jordana, he has set the bar at about 20 percent now um, for what he thinks would be a, a good showing. That could give some, you know, boost his argument that Democrats want an alternative to Biden and are hungry for it. I don't know what kind of infrastructure, if any, he has in South Carolina and Michigan so far with his kind of bootstrap campaign here that he's been fueling his own money into. Um, But, you know, doing well could put some wind into his sails. On the flip side, getting trounced uh, will really undercut his argument that he has any chance or viability here. Uh, in what was already kind of a long shot bid. And so there's a lot at stake for Congressman Phillips tonight in New Hampshire. And the math just gets a little complicated. That's one of the complicated things on the the Democratic side about the odds here is is you do have so many people on the ballot on that side that you're not going to write in President Biden or maybe your Democrat is going to stay home. Or, um, you know, you've got a lot of a lot of options. And as a three-term congressman from Minnesota, Congressman Phillips had a lot of work to do in terms of um, introducing himself mm-hmm. to New Hampshire voters on a fairly short time frame. So, you know, we'll see. He says he's going to stay in. He says he's not going to drop out. Um, he says he's planning. He told our, my colleague in New Hampshire just the other day that he's planning on staying in for, you know, South Carolina, for Michigan, these early primaries, his intention is to stay in through the convention. Uh, But this will kind of show us how realistic that is, what happens tonight. And this is the part that intrigues me and why, Jordana, back to your question of why I suddenly am kind of viewing the New Hampshire primary with curiosity is if he is able to do that, I, I think that doesn't say as much about Dean Phillips as it says about Joe Biden. And I think then... That exposes to Joe Biden all what, what the poll suggests, that he is a weak candidate. And I wonder if more and more people start to realize that, if that happens. And it not necessarily mean that Dean Phillips would be the nominee, but I wonder if a lot of people start thinking, uh-oh, we have to find somebody else. I mean, that's kind of what it... Well, we'll yeah, we'll see. I mean, the one you know, reality of how this works, too, is that if he does very well and outperforms expectations... He's going to get a flood of media coverage. And money. Until this point. And money, right? Sure. Yep. Potentially money. More people could give his campaign a look in terms of of donating, whether it's grassroots or big donors. And, of course, he is very wealthy and has been partially, I believe, uh, funding his campaign. Um, But, you know, that will get give him some some more um, more notoriety more people taking a look heading into these states. And so, because really up until this point, there's been a lot of focus on the Republican side, of course, more contested. But especially if we come out of New Hampshire and it looks like President, former President Trump is really, you know, the presumptive nominee, um, maybe some attention could turn to Congressman Phillips. On the other hand, you know, he still has a very, very tough road ahead in terms of Uh, staying in the race, building the infrastructure in these other states where he likely has very little name identification, Um, again, as a congressman from Minnesota. um, And the president team has a big, you know, a lot of members of Congress behind him. Uh, 
lot of money behind him. And so uh, we'll see what happens tonight. We're going to be watching closely, too. Thank God you will be, and so will Adam. You let me know what happens. Um, Tori, I want to move on to this Pete Stauber tweet, or X. I'm not sure. What Mm -hmm. what do you call it now? Do you X? Do you you just post? I don't know. We do call it X, but I'm not sure what the verb is. Okay. Well, Pete Stauber X, that he is proud to announce that Duluth, Minnesota, and Superior, Wisconsin have received over a billion dollars in federal funding to help replace the Blotnick Bridge. This is a huge win for hashtag MN08. And Pete says, I was proud to advocate for these funds. Now, X put a little caveat, you know, when there are false tweets or Xs, they put a little caveat at the bottom of the tweet. And this X post says, the funding was allocated as part of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which Stauber voted against. First of all, good on X for doing a fact check that, you know, Starber tweeted something that was incorrect. So they put a little caveat that, you know, this isn't true. He didn't actually vote for that. But what is your response to that? And is there any nuance that part of the bill was removed? So now he supports it. I don't want to misrepresent him or the current bill. Well, I will say that state and federal Democrats definitely noted that tweet. Uh, and you've kind of seen the a little, I don't know if you still use the word ratioed on X versus Twitter, but the congressman did get ratioed a little bit in terms of people kind of dunking on his tweet and pointing out everyone from the White House, I believe, tweeted the Governor Wall saying, whoa, 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 you don't get to take credit for this. You know, it was uh, President Biden. Um, it was a bipartisan infrastructure bill, but other members who voted for this bill, uh, you didn't you didn't vote for this bill. Now, the, the potential caveat here uh, that I've not full disclosure, I've not talked to the congressman's um, office about, but I will just note that you can advocate for funding for one specific project without supporting a broader bill that a project is in. So I don't know what the backstory is there. Um, of course, you know, you could have issues. This happens all the time on legislation where you have issues with maybe you support one provision in it. This is a huge, massive bill. You don't like the whole thing for some other reason and you vote against it. Don't know if that was the circumstance here. But what this is interesting because this is a bigger dynamic um, where it's not, uh, you know, everybody likes to ca- likes to take credit for the infrastructure once it happens. And I recall in one of these infrastructure bills, this actually coming up at a press conference with some Democratic members of Congress saying, you know, our, our Republican colleagues didn't vote for this, but I guarantee you they're going to be at the ribbon cutting. And Governor Walls talks about that with the bonding bill sometimes. You know, the Republican lawmaker who didn't vote for something is going to be at the ribbon cutting because everyone likes to take credit for the projects. Once the shovel hits the ground, this is a bigger issue for uh, the Biden campaign. It came up in the New York Times, the Daily podcast recently, uh, where, you know, they want to make the Democrats want to say, look what we did. Yeah. We're making your communities better. We're making we're making this big bridge investment, but everybody's taking credit for it, right? Congressman Stauber, Governor Walz, uh, President Biden is going to be up there in, in Superior uh, later this week touting it. The governor of Wisconsin, I saw Betty McCollum, congressman who did vote for the bill, uh, you know, t- tweeting or putting something out about it. So it is a little bit of a, a gotcha or needling moment for Democrats kind of uh, – throwing an elbow at, at, at Congressman Stauber over this. Uh, but the reality is this is something that kind of happens in the political um, 
you know, gamesmanship. And uh, it does point to a bigger kind of messaging problem the yeah. White House has ahead of them as they make their case in the next election. Yeah, big time over uh, pretty much everything uh, involving the economy. Thank you, Tori. We appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk to you again. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Bye. Tori Van Oot from Axios. 1049 on CCO. Want to see the powerfully vocal, hit song-making, acrobatically entertaining Pink in concert this summer? What's up? This is Pink. Think you know her song lyrics against other bands and artists with a color in their name? (sighs) To score a pair of tickets to her October 18th show, call in now to play Think Pink. I'm coming up, so you better get this party started. On Adam and Jordana. All right, 10.54, that's your Lindis Construction time check. Time to invest in Infinity for Marvin Windows. You heard the sounder. We've got contestants lined up. It's Think Pink on the line. Tickets for the Pink Live 2024 at the XL Energy Center this October 18th. Andrew in Minneapolis is first up. Andrew, you know the rules. I'm going to read some lyrics. All you got to do is tell me, are they uh, pink lyrics or are they from some other maybe color-referenced song or artist? Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. I got a brand new attitude, and I'm going to wear it tonight. I want to get in trouble. I want to start a fight. Was that pink? I'm going to say that's not pink. Sorry. Yeah, Andrew, maybe try again tomorrow. You, they, 0 for 2. Uh, thanks for calling. Let's I go know. to a... Let's go All to right. Pam in uh, St. Paul. Pam, you ready? Here we go. I'm going to read you Hello, the lyrics. Okay. You tell me, is this pink or not? I never, wanted okay. to, I never wanted to be your weekend lover. I only wanted to be some kind of friend. Baby, I could never steal you from another. It's such a shame our friendship had to end. Is that pink? Um, no. It's not. You're right. Of course, this. You know who it is? Yeah, thank you. Congratulations, uh, Pam from St. Paul. You just won yourself a pair of tickets to see Pink Live uh, October 18th at the Excel Energy Center with special guests oh Script and Kid Cut Up. Congratulations, Pam. Um, thank you. You going to keep the tickets That's for awesome. yourself or are you going to give them away? What are you going to do? Oh, I'm keeping them. Excellent. I've never seen her. So. She's yeah, exceptional. She's very good, and uh, yeah. enjoy the concert. Thank you so much. I will. We're going to put yeah, you on hold. You. Yep, Pam, we're going to put you on hold, and uh, David will get the information from you. Uh, okay. Con- yep, congratulations. I thought you let him off easy today. Those are well, it wasn't easy for Andrew. Andrew yeah, didn't get it. Yes. I mean, you were shaking your head as soon as I started of reading course, those lyrics. You know, and also, that that's was probably a, her most, is that very her most famous, famous song? Yeah. I'm going to get in a fight or fight, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's a great song. So what, I believe. So what? So what is the name of the song? Like when she was first coming up. I mean, that was, that's Mm -hmm. a great song. So um, I'm sorry, Andrew. He'll have to try again today, tomorrow. Yeah. Because we're giving them away every day. Every single stinking day. Every day this week. But next up, coming in studio is Chief Brian O'Hara, Chief of Minneapolis Police Department. Uh, if you, We have lots of questions sure. for Chief O'Hara. If there's anything you want to ask him, text us now at 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Always love his visits. They will be on social media afterward. For me, at Jordana Verde on Instagram and at WCCO Radio. 
on Instagram as well and at AC830 on Twitter. On X, yes. Oh, I, Form, I know, X, I'm, comma, I'm really formerly known as Twitter. No, it's it's still Twitter. To me. It's still Twitter. Chief Brian O'Hara. Yeah, get your questions in. 651-461-9226 for the chief of Minneapolis Police. He is next in studio. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.